Um, okay. But yeah, go but ahead. yeah, it, it, it feels like, you know, with stuff like this, ultimately, you know, people are going to rally around the suspension and they're going to see that, um, you know, that, that the mission of what they were trying to do wasn't wrong, wasn't harmful, but that the people who mounted up and got them suspended was basically, I'm going to say it, it was the white, it's, it's white leftists and conservatives, right? Because there is, there is a, a shitty purity testing, right? That goes on within online left circles. And I, I see it all the time um, where people have just these, you know, I'm purer than you. I'm more woke than you as contest. And it's like, that's not what liberation's about. It's not about how woke you are. It's about what work you're doing and where you stand in the world relative to the person next to you, the person, uh, you know, on side of you, in front of you, and the person you perceive as lower than you. And so it's about undoing and biases and things like that. But they get so far into the, you not exactly perfect as you should be, that we got to like banish you from this shit that it it's basically it's basically conservatism and it's not good faith behavior it's not good faith activity it's none of those things in fact i got blocked by a leftist today for pointing out <laughs> that uh the dude who ran for the um the 2020 election on the green party howie hawkins that he is considered a perennial candidate and for those who don't know a perennial candidate is basically somebody who runs a lot and loses a lot Right. They never seem to like find like the one thing they want to do and just run for it and campaign for it and build on it. But it's like, oh, they got to open it for sheriff. Cool. I'm gonna run for that. Oh, I finished last place. Bet. I'm gonna run for lieutenant governor. Oh, damn. I didn't I didn't win that either. Cool. I'm gonna run for, you know, district three house of representatives in this state. Oh, I didn't win that either. Cool. I'm running for president. He was one of those types. And I pointed that out. Oh, it was pointed out. I wasn't no one was snark. There wasn't no intention to like harm or belittle, but I was basically like, yo, this dude's on the same list that David Duke is on, and I got blocked for it. <laughs> David Duke, that's the name. I did. Is, is he still with us? Um, <laughs> Debatable. Let me look. <laughs> David Duke. Did he make it to... to oh, no. Okay, that, that Wikipedia first line says is. Yeah, he's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's the telltale right there. You see that was, and you're like, oh, oh, uh oh. <laughs> when did it happen? 2018? Shit. No wonder I don't remember that year. No, oh, pff, never mind. Shit. You, you know, that's, how I be, that's how I be going when, you, when you're looking at those things. Um, but listen, be, listen, people be making fun of me when I say this, but this is why I be asking is insert who's still with us because motherfuckers just be dying. And you just be like, when the hell that happened? Like, people be making fun of me for that shit, but like, <laughs> That's an example of what I'll be talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, perennial candidates. And I just pointed out, like, hey, I kind of feel like the Green Party kind of got played by the fact that this man is a is a perennial candidate. Like he just he finds the opening he runs for and he says all of the nice things that you know fill these gaps all neatly and cleanly and ultimately incorrectly. And like no no further words were exchanged. I was just blocked. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Um <laughs> yeah. I don't um uh, by the way, y'all, welcome to the Crown of College podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we just decided to hit record during the pregame. Fuck it. Um I feel like 
like on the one hand, I I I feel like it was probably a effort from white leftists, because I mean sometimes they be making points, but also like I don't trust white people even in even in those kind of circles. So I mean I just have a distrust of white people on black in America, sue the fuck out of me, whatever. Um conservatives, but also liberals and liberals yeah. liberals being and I mean using liberals, I'm not just talking about white liberals either. I'm talking about black ones too. I feel like it was an effort from all of those parties. And also, like I was saying earlier, like Twitter, Twitter specifically, and all these other um social media outlets, they trying to rebrand because they enabled four years of the worst of the right. Right. No pun intended. Right. They enabled the worst of Trump for four years. Now they have Biden, who is at best center, at worst, right his goddamn self. And that's me being kind. And they. Yeah, I was I would say he's center right. I, I, I generally agree with that because there's always right that that fear of not placating those individuals enough. Right. And so. With that in mind, it's just like. Okay, if you're going to adapt your policies to um, cater to or appease these people, that comes at a cost. And that cost is usually, you know, folks like us, like, you know, like you and me, folks who sit on the margins, folks who live in places with, you know, shitty voter suppression laws, people who, Hello, you know, Julie. might <laughs> might struggle to have, you know, documents updated reflecting their true selves, you know, even in quote unquote progressive, you know, forward thinking states. So Yeah. And that's like him his whole career. But anyway, <laughs> slightly off topic. Slightly off topic. But um speaking of, did you see that Donald Trump fucking crashed somebody's wedding this weekend? I, <laughs> that is the most surprising yet unsurprising thing I think I've heard in the past week. <laughs> so y'all, y'all, those of you who listened to the show for a while, y'all knew my stance. Um back when he was president was never listen to his dumbass on purpose. Right. And so he ain't the president no more, no matter what he write on his stupid letterheads or whatever, he ain't the president no more. And no matter how we feel about the current president, he ain't the president no more. Um, we sent him home a loser. And yet he got up there. He was, this nigga was in a tuxedo, a whole tuxedo. Yeah. Given the, <laughs> um, you know how his tuxedos, they, they fit actually perfect in his midsection and in nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like getting, it's like getting a burrito at the Taco Bell bag for the first time. Yeah. You know you know how it go with him because yeah. he can't dress for shit. But no. Um, yeah, he crashed some people wet. And to, he didn't even say congratulations to the couple. Not, he just, well, you know, uh, the people in China and the people in uh, Russia, they were our friends and you know, they say I lost this election. Man, shut your ass up. Nobody. Well, he was saying this at the wedding. Uh, I was at the reception, which oh, the just... wedding was held at. It was, everything was held at Mar-a-Lago, which I mean, I guess you signing up for some measure of that if you're having your shit at his bullshit ass property that he barely legally owns anymore. But mm. yeah, this man just straight up was like, "Yo, I'm coming through. Give me the mic. I'm talking to these people. What's good?" I don't care if they like me or not. I don't care if they like what I got to say or not. I I got some shit on my mind. I gotta get off my chest. Like that one, like that one drunk uncle at the reunion going off too much of that yet. Basically, 
That is that's a damn shame. But that is him crashing a wedding is like it's 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 the most unsurprising yet surprising thing I think I've heard in a week. And I've seen some shit this week, some of which I'll bring up because I mean at this point we we have content, but we decided to press record and fuck it because we were just talking. Getting back on topic. Uh, yeah, let's get let's get into some more of these perennial candidates though. You want to know who some more of these motherfuckers are? Uh, let's see, Rocky De La Fuente, who I'm sure you've seen on a ballot. Like, yo, this nigga's name's Rocky. He running for president. <laughs> um, let's see who else is on this list. Alan Keyes, that black Republican dude who was being all weird back when John Kerry ran for president. Um, who else is on this list? Uh, Ralph Nader is on this list. Right. <laughs> Now that you know, Vermin Supreme is on this that list. That name I remember vividly. Fucking Ralph Nader. Again, somebody else who I didn't know was still with us. Yeah, Vermin Supreme is on this list. V- Wait, what's his name? His name is Vermin Supreme. Vermin. Mm. I mean, it's a it's an assumed name, obviously. The dude who be walking around, he got the weird like Gandalf beard. He always wearing a boot on his head. Yeah, him. Yeah. This nigga's been an independent, a Republican, a Democrat, a Republican, and a Democrat again. He's independent again. This nigga changed parties like he changed draws. Good goddamn. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can, we, we will criticize um, Biden to all hell, but that nigga been a Democrat in name for the, what, 50 years he's been a politician or whatever the fuck. Like, his policies is weird, but he's been, he been the same dude. He ain't one of these motherfuckers who like, oh shit, I can witness the office as a Republican? Bet. Let me just change this registration to R. Check, check, check. Bingo. That there we go. Like that motherfucker. That motherfucker changed parties. Like he, it feel like he just like like he on the dot down fashion over website just waiting for just the new party policy to drop and he just gonna pick that shit up. Basically, Jill Stein is a perennial, perennial candidate. Jill Stein. <laughs> Jill Stein a scammer. That's what the fuck Jill Stein. <laughs> Dog. Like that's the that's the space that um howie hawkins who ran for the green party in 2020 that's the space he co-resides in and i got blocked over him because <laughs> somebody decided that me just pointing that out was a was a cross too large to bear <laughs> that's okay didn't, didn't say nothing about the man didn't didn't nothing i had nothing for him i just i do this thing every year right when no, no matter who wins lose the election whatever right because people will getting my ass about like yo you should be voting green party i'm like fam like i'm a grassroots politician but like my my beliefs are very grassroots at their core but when it comes to like how to win shit right like i know where i have a prayer of winning i know where i don't um and this green party stuff just it keeps on getting staffed and keeps on getting filled by people who are just basically they're just schmoozers basically right like you remember them stories of the dude who was dining dashing on the women like two or three years ago Vaguely. And he was in the news and then he was in the news again like two months later. He was in the news again like three months later and all for the same shit. And it's like dog, you keep getting caught up on the same charges. And the way it turns out is when you're handsome you can get away with some shit like that, right? And so yeah, basically pretty, that's, pretty, pretty that's privilege is a thing. That, that's, what the, that's what the Green Party sort of neatly packages itself as, right? Like 
we're not the red, we're not the blue. We just believe in, you know, water conservation and, oh, you need us to believe in black lives? Hell yeah, we believe in black lives. Um, shit, what else? You need us to believe in? Yeah, 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 that's, that's totally us, yeah. And so what I do every couple months after these big presidential elections is I just ask, hey, like, what, what's the latest on the party, right? Because if they're really about that action and they really got some good things going on, like, you expect to still keep hearing about it, right? But it ain't turning up that way. Democratic Socialists of America, hearing a lot from them. I like it. You know, a lot of the, like, AAPRP, a lot of the communist adjacent things, I'm hearing a lot from them. I like it. I don't like when a party neatly packages itself as like the elixir to the red versus blue problem and then does nothing in the interim. Mm. So that's part of that, that's though. What... Part, of, part of that, though, part of that, to be fair, I mean, and you don't have to be fair, but I will. To be fair, though, it, <laughs> is, it is hard to, I'm, listen, I'm not finna do, I, I'm not finna do a purity test for the Green Party when we have one party who is red, who obviously is evil. And and I mean, I'm just gonna call the Dem- Democratic Party out, and our listeners can feel the way they do. Like the Democratic Party literally is right now covering for two motherfucking sexual predators, one in the White House and one in New York. So yep. I can't, I don't. I'm all I'm saying is I don't think we have the complete range to do a what are you doing test with the Green Party when we got the shit that we got over here. That's oh, all. yeah, no, I, that, but that's why I asked, like, okay, so what is going on? Because, again, there, there are circles where I see what's going on, right? I can, I can tangibly point to and I can tangibly look at and identify, like, okay, DSA's got these things going on. They're attacking these pillars. They're going after these problems, and they're trying to win these elections in these places. You know, AAPRP has seen membership jumps in, you know, 40 major American, major to mid-major American cities. Uh, people are getting more on board with the idea of, you know, collective responsibility, mutual aid, and and everything else in light of sort of what the pandemic has revealed as a world that was a capitalistic, you know, fever dream, basically, that so many people were pursuing. And they're like, oh, I'm kind of off that now. Like, this yeah. shouldn't open my eyes. Yeah. And the Green Party, I'm just like, OK, so where is it? Like, where, where's the thing? You know, people went hella hard for y'all back in, you know, the, the, the last most recent election season. And I'm looking for the I'm looking for the party principles. And if it's that they attach on to DSA or they attach on a, a PRP or they attach on to Democrats or even Republicans, like, just show me that. That's all I'm asking. Um, but then when I look and I see nothing and then people are like, yo, you being weird for asking for stuff. I'm like, I shouldn't have to ask. <laughs> this, this should be a party that is like eager to get the, the every man's ear. Right. They should be eager they to. The, they don't. The problem with them is like they don't have the organization. Like they don't have that, at least that is my, right there. I'm so glad you said that. There it is, right there. Continue. At least in my opinion, they don't have the organization. Like they have, like I don't think. Again, like I said, I don't like none of these niggas. Honestly, really have organization. If we really want to keep it, you know, none, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing with them is like they have so many. Like the Green Party, they have a bunch of grifters. And this is not me saying that Democrats don't. Lord knows that ain't right. Yeah, Lord, let's, Lord, let's be perfectly clear about. Let that. me be perfectly we, clear in that. Yeah. We we are we are both um, not uncritical agents of, of um, the, de- of the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party principles, 
um, you know, elections, individuals, none of it. Like, right. them niggas get the smoke too. But right, and they will. Green Party, <laughs> we, we got. But uh, with the, for me, with the Green Party, is like they don't have the organization because they have so basically they are. How can I say this? They have too many Sean Kings in order for them to get off the ground. Let's go. Let's let's more that. More that. Because that's that's the issue. That's the issue. Because I'm gonna be real. If they had more organization and shit, I could get behind. I'd be going for them niggas. I ain't even gonna say and hold you, hold you or nothing. Cause listen, these niggas over here, <laughs> these other niggas over here, and I'm not talking about um the Republicans. Lord knows I ain't going for them at any goddamn point in time. Right. These other niggas over here, I'm out of my wits in with these niggas. <laughs> so if the Korean party could get their shit together, I would not have no problem voting for. But I need them to get their shit together. I need them but, to uh, nah, nah, go ahead, man. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like it, it seems like until then, where we have where you know you and I just as individuals seem to have nestled in is that we we find more um that speaks to us with um you know proto-communism or you know DSA or whatever the case might be. Um yeah. And that's that's not a bad thing for us. Like, I mean, the whole thing about this again, you know, you talk about grassroots uh ground level politics and you get in where you fit in, you get in you know, where you feel most spoken to. And that's where it is right now. Yeah. Like the thing, like motherfuckers, I mean, I, this this might be a little shady depending on how long you've been following me or whatever, but motherfuckers think I'm anti-voting. I'm not. What I am against is the idea that it's vote and then that's where it stops. Like one of the people that I am so thankful, so glad that I was introduced, introduced to last year, Kwame, Kwame Ture. Yeah. One quote that I, this is a man who I listened to his speeches. He never voted Democrat, but he vote, but he, in his own words, he shed his blood for the vote. It, the vote is a tool of organization, not a tool of liberation. And the, and what my problem is, is that it's framed in a way that it is liberation and, and that's it. And that's my issue with it. And it's in liberation through a party and a system, which is like, completely anti us like that's my issue with how the vote is is uh is presented um that's my issue and circling yeah, we, back to what me and bianca saying like if the mm -hmm. green party or just anybody really like for example um there's a party in maryland right now speaking of grassroots it is a party that is trying to get voter status um i tweet them often um i follow their page they are are and have trying to been get off the ground to to um start a black workers first organized political party and it is a party that is um starting off the ground from a bunch of black radicals and leftists that is some shit that i love i get behind that shit i don't bought a shirt from them from them niggas like i post they you know i post they 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 ideas they they politics often you know if you see me the name escapes me right now please blame it on my head and the fact that i'm a little drunk off this wine not my heart but like that's some shit i can get behind and i have gotten behind i can get behind them and they values a hell of a lot more than these other niggas <laughs> that are presented as you know the quote-unquote lesser evil, and also I can get behind them a hell of a lot more than these other niggas who I do fuck with the ideas, but they ain't got no damn organization. <laughs> yeah. 
And then with that, I mean, you get a chance to be a part of something. You get a chance to actually throw some voice at it. Like, yeah. that, that's the way this machine was originally designed to work, right? You want to talk about some shit that, you know, don't serve us as it's currently molded. Like, yeah. the idea was, okay, like, if we can get niggas on the level of, yo, okay, this is what works for you, cool. Let's, let's start doing this. What do we build on? What are our pillars? One, two, three, four. Okay, let's go. Let's find people who at least three of these things speak to them. All right. What are we going to agitate for? How are we going to, you know, get the results we want? Boom. We talk to these people. We write these letters. We do these campaigns. We do these, you know, local initiatives, so forth and so on. Yeah. And, and that's, you actually do it instead of just saying it. And then when you get an office, don't do a goddamn thing. Or capitulate yeah. to or capitulate to capitalism, imperialism, XYZ. Continue, Bianca. Yeah, no, that, that was that was the long short of it, right? It's just, yeah. you know, people got to realize, hey, like, there's, there's other ways and there's other means of getting the kind of free that you want to be, but you're not beholden to, you know, this this other shit. Now, again, I pose, I, I posit all of this with the, with the caveat of, hey, look, when it's time to defeat what we know is the number one motherfucking enemy we do what we got to do to do that and then we get right back to you know our shit that we're trying to build up right like i don't i don't mind okay like november what, what was election day like november 3rd or whatever it was yeah okay that that's a disruption in my usual plan right i'm a i'm gonna I'm put the ballot in and i'm gonna make it say this and then as soon as i drop that shit we back at it yeah yeah we are back at it. We're not satisfied. We're not resting on our laurels. We're not, oh my God, like he just sounds so presidential. And that alone makes me, no, no, that's, no, 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 no. You're not about to. Yeah. Which can we, you're like, not about to win a day with me. Right. With that level of shit. We talk about the fact that motherfucking, motherfucking Joel Kabbalah be posting pics like they influence us every day. Dog, these walking away videos kill me. <laughs> Like, no, who be making y'all videos? Dog, it reminds me of this dude I used to watch on, uh, I didn't used to watch him. I mean, you know what? I'm going to hit the music right here. All right. So it was this dude on Instagram and his name was late underscore AVO. And he used to make the weirdest fucking videos back in the day. Uh, I found him right after Drake's Nothing Was The Same album came out. And this nigga basically made those, you know, that whole, Yo, it's like a movie out here. Yeah. <laughs> he was making them kind of videos on his Instagram and shit. And I remember looking like, yo, who outside of this nigga's immediate friend circle thinks <laughs> Like, nigga, do you have friends? Cause you really, you really think this shit is fire. I'm gonna have to find one and send it to you. Please do, but this, if you can. <laughs> but this nigga shit was hilarious. All right, let's get back into the show. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm gonna bring me in with a joke. <laughs> no, 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 we go, we go, we go, we go. But like, just like this. But, but for real, like, but yeah, the videos is oh, they so like Joe Kabbalah be walking around like the first scene in Bailey. Like, <laughs> like what, what is y'all niggas doing? But uh, speaking of which, like, the reason we even got on this tangent uh, is because before we started recording, we found out that uh, Hood Communist uh, got suspended on Twitter, and me and Bianca was talking like. I feel like under this administration, especially since, you know, piggybacking off what Bianca was saying, like November 3rd, niggas did what they had to do, but niggas ain't satisfied. We shouldn't be satisfied. Niggas is right back to work. And I feel like under this administration, 
And since everybody is trying to rebrand from Trump, when you got, and when I mean by everybody, I mean like Twitter, Facebook, motherfucking the media, uh, shit, other politicians, liberals, shit, um, motherfucking, uh, so, well, I don't even want to call them activists, grifters. You know, everybody's trying to rebrand. And, it, and I feel like, especially since, you know, that black identity extremist shit, um, which um, if I'm not mistaken, it was under Obama, but he kind of got hands off with it and basically let the CIA do that shit, which I mean, ain't no better, but you know, whatever. Um, and then under Trump, obviously it got ramped up. And under Biden so far, it seems like it's basically like keeping the same, basically keeping the same energy. Um, I feel that that is going to target a lot of black, specifically black, um, like radicals, leftists, basically anybody that is not okay with, oh, everything's back good just because we got Orange Cheeto Man now. And I feel like that now, again, this could me be, this could be me, um, you know, being a little hypersensitive because, you know, I fucked with hood communists. Um, introduced me to a lot of shit. Introduced me to a lot of shit, a lot of good shit. And these were black people. So, because I know niggas that know niggas that was in that org and shit. Uh, or are in that org, because these were black people. Uh, I feel like people like that, black people are going to get targeted under this administration because niggas not going to let up on, on this administration just because they, quote unquote, not Trump. As they as we damn well shouldn't. Yeah, no, that that's just where we are with it now. It is a matter of, all right, like we, we watching. And we know, right, we're, we're realists about this. We know, okay, we're not going to have enough power to fucking, like, put somebody in the office of that level within four years. But when we start making some noise at this local and state levels, oh, you're going to know we're coming. And when you know we're coming, you're going to know you got to start doing better. And if you don't start doing better, you're going to be replaced. Yeah. It ain't going to take that long. News moves so fast. And again, like I'm a realist about this. I don't see it happening in the next four years. I think a lot of people are still in the realm of Trump is no longer the president. And we need to take the sort of a collective deep breath. And I get it. Most people, you know, I shouldn't say most, many people are there. And even within people who are like ready to just get the fuck on with the work, a lot of us know that this nigga is going to try to run again in 2024 and we got to be ready to, to stave that off as well. But once that happens, right, once you get a dot off the plot and you start making some trend lines and you start making some results and you start making some headways, you start making some noise. That's what people are going to know. OK, like I see what they got going on. I like how they did that. I like the origin stories. I like what they did, you know, in the midterms. I like what they did, you know, on a local level. I like how they helped with, you know, justice initiatives and mutual aid initiatives and everything else. They coming and I better get on board. And I think that I think that's the reckoning that's on the way. At least and I, I, when I it comes, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, I hope at least because. The devil worked hard, but conservatives, white leftists, and honestly, black and white liberals work harder. <laughs> like, but it's my hope. Like, I obviously, me on the same page. Like, I hope that reckoning is coming where we actually do get 
you know, like you said, like a force, like a grassroots for actually for the people and not just, you know, imperialism and capitalism, but make it diversity, right? Like I hope, you know, and obviously, you know, me and you, you know, and our individual efforts are aiding in that, but I just hope that we are not out, um, basically outmaneuvered by obviously conservatives, but also, you know, liberals who, you know, basically just want to trump out and that's it, you know? That's, yeah. Like that's my, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying they looked at that as, okay, now I can rest. And it's like, mm, no, 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 no. Now, now we can get to actually working because the thing about fighting Trump was he didn't care. He didn't have no sense of mind about Anything what people about thought him. about him. Like, I mean, he, he acts weird in a way that, that he is just a weird motherfucker. Yeah. But he always, in terms I mean, of he's yeah. he's a he's always been just a narcissistic airhead. Like that's really it. Like like the, the <laughs> like the the thing with Trump is that he like when you look in terms of policy and like what he actually did, right? There were some things that were like overt, obviously. But in the context of like what America actually is and what it does and how imperialist, capitalist it is, Trump didn't do too much out of the norm. He was just loud about it. He was loud about it. And he, and he made the shit like... In your face. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And when, you know, as opposed to other presidents who would do the same shit, but they would at least have some, some type of discernment. Like, we're not going to make it obvious that we are going to keep giving breaks to the rich and corporations and stuff, but we still going to do it. Whereas with Trump was like, oh, I'm going to give these breaks to the rich and corporations and tell you about them. You're not going to do shit. Like that was, that's, you know, the, that's the biggest difference between Trump and any other like U.S. president. Like, and I'm even in, well, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish, finish that thought off. Yeah. And like, and again, this is not me saying Trump wasn't bad. I mean, obviously he was. I'm saying like in the context of like what it is to be a U.S. president, you know, the head, the helm of this country and knowing what this country is, you know, at its core, Trump was loud. It's kind of like an unspoken rule. Like presidents, you know, are not supposed to be loud and in your face about the fuck shit that this country actually is. Trump said, fuck all that. Um, it's like trying to contain that one uncle at the reunion who done had too much to drink. You're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's that's you know, and and the other thing with him is all of the gross things that he um inspired in other people. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like that that that's real. And and if the Republican Party, right, which let me suspend reality for a brief moment here, and let's just let's just say that they wanted just the the things that they considered conservative values. They would have moved off the extremist shit during his presidency. Yeah, but they didn't move off it, and it coalesced into what their party values actually are, and now they're inseparable. Yeah, and so when you look at that party, and you look at you know what they consist of, and you know what their what their principles are going to be, and what Trump twenty twenty four is already starting to sound like. You know, what five months after he officially lost that job, 
Like, it is unconscionable to think that anything to do with republicanism is as it was, dare I even say under the older George Bush, dare I even say the same as it was under Ronald Reagan. They have gone like out of the margins. And when you talk about good, well-meaning white people who just ultimately don't know their way through justice initiatives and how they'll feel like, oh, the black people and the Asian people and the poor people and the trans people didn't hold my hand enough with these issues. So I'm, I'm just gonna stop fighting for this cause. What they don't realize is that they're joining something that is so otherwise extremist that it's the very thing that this country claims to wanna to fight against in other places. Like there was a great quote about, you know, how Trump just talked about Americans. And it said that if we got word that he was just president of another country, right? Any country, you can pick any country you want. And America heard him talking about the people of his country. They would have they would have sent somebody over there to, to start fucking up that, that conflict. Over here, it was... Cause, cause, or not because y'all, because Lord knows we don't have any... And by we, I'm just saying, I'm talking about the U.S. Lord knows yeah. the U.S. don't have no problem sending people to fuck up other countries any other goddamn time. <clears throat> yeah, but when, well, when that call came from inside the house, it was, oh, uh, just cover it like it's regular news. Cover it like this always happens. And it's like, y'all, y- y'all can't be serious right now, can you? There is no freaking way that we should have abided this for as long as we did. And there's no reason why the people didn't start divesting from that shit, dumping water off that boat and trying to salvage if they could years ago. That was a 2017, 2018 issue for them to start figuring out. It's 2021 now. The clay is set. They can't be something else at the blink of an eye. And, you know, that includes the Democrats. They can't be something else in the blink of an eye either. But yeah, the historical difference, and I'm not, I say recent history, I mean recent history on this, is you might get a Democrat to listen to you. You ain't going to get a Republican to listen to you. By you, I mean the people most likely to be listening to this show. I'm talking about black folks in urban areas. Yeah. We ain't gonna get no damn Republican to listen to us. Now, yeah, I might get a nice form letter from Blumenauer or Whiten or one of them to uh, thank me for writing to them and sharing my concerns as a poor black trans person or whatever the fuck might be. But um, I ain't even getting that from a Republican. So, again, I know who enemy number one is and I know what the hell I gotta fight against. And all the rest of the stuff, right, is... You know, it, it's it's us figuring out what these next several tomorrows is going to look like. And that is future building, not for kids that I have, but for kids that I mentor and for kids that I see coming up and who want a better, more just world. And, you know, who are who are ready to take the other adults to task for not listening to them, for not believing them, for not advocating for them better, for not fighting for them in the ways that they need to be fought for. 
And so when when they're rising up through this and I'm and I'm an old and it's more my wisdom and maybe my financial capital that they're looking at as something that could assist them. I want them to remember that 20 years ago I had their backs when they had no power. I had their backs. And not only did I have their backs, but I walked the walk and I showed them, look, I'm here for you. I got you. And the day you got the voice and then you got the, the full ability to fight for your rights, I'm right there with you. And together, we are going to make this shit better for them. You know, those of us, you know, here in the, in the 30s, the 40s, whatever, we're doing it for them. Yeah, they might tease us about, you know, side parts and mom jeans or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> at their court, them some good ass kids and the shit we doing now is going to be planting great groundwork for them to really pick it up and run with it later. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely feel like you, you have to radicalize the youth because unfortunately, you know, you know, people even in our own peer group, um, me, both me and Bianca, like, how can I say this? Fuck it, I'm just say, we, fuck it. We, we saying how we feel tonight. Niggas be the police. Niggas be ops. Like you have a much better shot of radicalizing the youth, organizing with the youth than a lot of like people our age, which is sad, but that's the reality because a lot of niggas be the police. (laughs) They really do. Like there's no goddamn reason that you should be, especially this year, especially after this year, the year that we have had as a collective during COVID. You know, going back to what you said earlier, Bianca, of, you know, just COVID kind of ripping the Band-Aid off and opening people's eyes like, hey, the U.S. do not give a fuck about you. The U.S. don't give a fuck about you. The system is designed to literally kill you because the system, listen, there's no goddamn reason and no goddamn way the U.S., which is with as advanced as it is and as much money as the U.S. had could not have been better prepared for this pandemic. This pandemic has showed so many people like, hey, all that, listen, that shit that fucking Malcolm and, you know, MLK and Asada and all them, like all that shit they were saying was not no hotel bullshit. That shit was true. Like the US is evil to its core. Capitalism is evil to its core. Imperialism is evil to its core. The fact that we don't have healthcare, a secure infrastructure, you know, for cities and and things like that. Like it's radicalizing people and you got a much better shot of that with the youth than you do niggas our age. Cause niggas our age, a lot of them, we gotta be real. A lot of them are, are privileged. Like they really are. Like a lot of people, a lot of niggas, when you see when you see motherfuckers having more solidarity with politicians of of any party, of any party, but just politicians in general, politicians who damn near most, if not all of them, make up the one to two percent of wealth in this damn country. When you see them, when you see regular working people like yourself, your your neighbor your you know your your twitter sphere neighbor whatever when you see motherfuckers have more solidarity with them than the people that are beside them or maybe below them that are just trying to survive in a pandemic 
that's when you know niggas is the police. So you got a much better shot of being the, not necessarily the driving force, but the aid, you know, to what Bianca was saying, to the youth and getting them ready than you do grown motherfuckers. Cause niggas, niggas be st- st- set in their ways. That's the one right there. They just be <laughs> stuck. And it's unfortunate that it's like this, but yeah. I mean, what do we do other than keep fighting, keep putting our nose to the grindstone and hope the niggas come to the light eventually. Yeah. Not everybody has a teachable spirit, unfortunately. Yeah. Tell you who does though, the youth. The youth. The youth have a, have teachable spirits. Um speaking of, since we here, and we might as well, since we um I saw I saw two things this week this week that I was like, I know you fucking lying. The first being that <laughs> I don't know who it was that said that you don't um hold on real quick. I don't know who it was that said that you don't um you don't transform the party, the party transforms you. Um when speaking of like the Democratic Party and honestly just politics in general, I don't know who said that quote, but goddamn they snapped because AOC had the audacity and the motherfucking gall to say, and I'm paraphrasing, but this was the synopsis. AOC had the audacity and gall to say that first of all, she denounced socialism she said socialism is for the privileged. She also said that people who think that the Biden administration isn't doing enough or that the Democratic Party is not doing enough as much as they could are privileged and bad faith actors. Now, the, the reason that this is funny because it was timely because once I saw that article in that interview, I saw a article um, as a matter of fact, hold on. If y'all would give me one second to actually pull it up, I can pull it up right motherfucking now. I ain't putting the music on right here. We're just gonna sit in silence together. <laughs> You're gonna make me okay. It ain't gonna take me that long to find it because uh I haven't been on Twitter as much and social media as much as I have because you know life been lifing for me in this pandemic. So I had no it's not a lot for me to scroll through, is what I'm trying to get at and say. Uh so give me just a minute. Oh, here we go. Boom. Um, and this is from the Daily Poster. Um, as soon as I saw that interview to AOC saying people criticizing, you know, Biden and the Dems and this administration of privilege, this shit broke that the fast food giant that owns Duncan, Duncan, Arby's, Sonic, and Buffalo Wings sent its employees a report. And they have the actual report in the article that it, how they sent their employees a report bragging about how it kept the, kept a, kept, basically it was the reason that we didn't get the $15 uh, wage increase with this last stimmy that they, uh, that they passed, the stimmy bill they passed. So like imagine saying, Imagine being AOC, one not not the most powerful woman in Congress, but definitely a powerful woman in Congress, politician. Imagine saying that anybody that has a problem with this administration 
and how y'all been getting down is a privileged bad faith actor in the same breath that the when people say talk about corporate dims and that you know well not even just corporate dims just politicians in general how you know they supposed to answer to us but not really they answer to you know wall street money corporations etc imagine saying that we privilege privileged for saying this and that the people that pay you the ones y'all answer to are so brazen so like and i said this on twitter and i said here so just evil that they are bragging they are selling their own employees hey you know why y'all didn't get no 15 dollar increase we influence these politicians to cut it out of the bill. And you ALC saying that we privileged <laughs> for saying that y'all on some bullshit. I, whoo, that shit, listen, Bianca, when I tell you when I read that shit, I turned to that blinking white man. Yeah, and I saw some, uh, I don't want to call it counter critique necessarily, but I saw some um, post posting going on that she was saying that particularly to a like a specific brand of white leftist mm. who has been um, a bit, well, I don't think aggressive is the right word here, but uh, they've been demanding in a way that like she can't be because of how the job works. I, I don't remember the exact, I wish I had the exact synopsis of it, but somebody had written like a 4 2 thread about it. Mm. Um, basically saying, yo, the, the critique that is being levied at her counter uh, or that that inspired her to say that was uh, some some leftist like fever dream bullshit basically, mm. and like I said, I wish I had it because it would make for good content for the show for certain. And I forgot to hit the heart on it. I'm looking through my likes now. Forgot to fucking like it. Um, but yeah, no, it is weird. Like everything that you mentioned there, like in terms of how it all like how it came together comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just the timing on some of the other shit, you know. It's curious for certain, right? There, there's no dispute in that part of it. Um, it's just sometimes I do think that when it comes to some of these like social media critiques that that go on, right? We talk and we we talk about this. We used to talk about this at the beginning of the podcast, right? About how like black content creators um, usually have their shit stolen while just being ignored. Otherwise, and I don't think it was like us that she was talking to and i say us while rubbing my forearm um <laughs> i don't think it was us that she was talking to like in that in that you know, basically basically in that subtweet right it, it was an interview it was a subtweet um <laughs> right. Interview. right yeah because that that is kind of how it came off as you know as i'm reading the interview like i the thing is i i can agree with you and i think maybe she definitely was talking to white lifters like you know as we said like white lifters you know some are not um a lot of times are not the most principled in you know how they get down so there's definitely that it's just it's one of the things where two things can be true at the same time could she be talking to white lifters and can white lifters be doing a lot yes but also but also you'll see like mama <laughs> like that doesn't change that also doesn't change the fact that like you're talking about privilege really probably ain't the best thing to say especially in a pandemic because you know it ain't like black you know people you know i don't even want to you know you i mean 
honestly, I shouldn't stray away from the term radical and leftist, you know, when talking about black people, because they're my ancestors, they're my, they're my people. So, I, you know what, actually, I'm not going to stray from that. Like, it's not like black leftists and radical saying the same thing aren't wrong either. <laughs> you know, like, with white leftists, with white leftists, is, it probably is a case of car coming from inside the house. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fair, you know, for her to say. But at the same time, if we say the same shit, who we don't have the, you know, some of the privileges of like white leftists and what have you, if we saying the same shit, it's not like we wrong either. Cause like, you know, we, you know, know how these things get down. Like we in a, in a, in how democracy should run, right? And how democracy should run, how voting should work, you know, in a, in a, in a system that's not the US, like actually an actual democracy, y'all should answer to earth. And to a certain extent you do, but for the most part, who really can move and shake y'all is people with money. Yep. <laughs> money that we don't have. Money That's who it. corporations and, you know, bank, especially the bank, Lord Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> ooh, Jesus. The banks and Wall Street and things of that nature, like these investors and these private firms and, you know, the oil industry and the prison, like the money, money is what really, really moves y'all. Money that we don't have. So again, we do, y'all do answer to us to a certain extent, but not in the ways that actually gets y'all to moving and shaking with policy and, 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 and things that, you know, would actually help us. We ain't got that kind of power because we need money for that and we ain't got it. <laughs> hey, this is Brie of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back that to we don't. Um, so yeah, so it's one of the things, all in all, it boils out in a weird and funky fucking way that, you know, again, leaves us, you and I, and others like us, feeling like what the hell like is this is this a shot at us and then you know being taken the task to look into this a little more just like oh maybe it's not for us specifically but maybe also she's a person who works in you know she works in words right like when you think about what what it is that we're asking the you know politicians when we make our asses of them they work in words and we asked them to read thousands of words and bills and things to make sure they don't contain bullshit ass like poison pill initiatives or, you know, too much, you know, tit for tat type stuff where it's like, oh, we'll, we'll let you have your voter rights, 
but trust us, we're not letting y'all have no trans rights. Like, you know, that kind of shit. But, um, yeah. And at least we yeah. hope they do that, right? And like not make- right, and, and and yeah. So the hope then becomes okay. Let's just hope that again, she really just wasn't talking to us, and that she was talking to people who can't afford to lose some shit in life. And the thing is, it's one of the things where like you hope she's not talking to us, but it does still like it, let's like even even it stings, yeah, yeah. But, thank you, yes, yeah. It's like one of the, it's like it's one of the things where like it's it's like a <laughs> it's a subtweet that ain't meant for you, but it still don't look right. Yeah, it don't it don't feel good to read it. It's like damn, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe this maybe this ain't for me, but oof, shit, man, right, that's, right, yeah. It just look ugly. It just looks ugly. Yeah. So that's that's what we'll we'll wrap that I think for now. Just yeah, it, it it don't look good. It don't feel good. But maybe you know sometimes things that don't look good don't feel good. Sometimes they're not meant for you in the first place, right? So I'm willing to not. Not blow it off to me what she said. I mean, that's still words on the record. But again, if it ain't for me, it ain't for me. And I ain't I ain't finna sit and internalize too much of what ain't for me. So Yeah. And I and also, I mean, at the end of the day, she is a politician. Like I, you know, no shade to her, but my my community is my people. Like mm. <laughs> she is and she is not uh she is not of my community. Um, you know. She is not of my community because my community is my people, you know. So, um, let's talk about you know a, a bit of news, um, a bit of you know pop culture news and things. Um, um, <laughs> speaking of ugly, um, for all of y'all who you know was outraged and you know uh ready to, to to boycott and all this because Nick Cannon rightfully got um called out for, for his uh anti-Jew shit. Um for those for all of y'all that was crying because while or not was being canceled, well it's going it's uh it's returning. Um in in somebody who was canceled but not really news um while or not is gonna make a return um this Shoot, next month it's gonna start on uh, Aaron again on um, uh, April six. So I'll yeah, just I just saw yeah I just saw an article about that. Um, Wild Offsets return date on VH1 with pre-pandemic episodes. Is this so? Now I'm wondering: is this a is this a contract grab? Like you know you know how the al- the artist puts out the album as a as an obligation to get released from the from the label. This one yeah. of those, or, or are they bringing this shit back? Mm. Basically, we're making. Oh no! Okay, no, 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 no. They are restoring their partnership. Whoa! Oh really? Um, yeah. So it took Papa John twenty months to get the N word out of his vocabulary, and he's still fighting that shit. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, Nick Cannon got his coursework done in seven. Mm. Uh, yeah, MTV Entertainment Group said Cannon has taken responsibility for his comments and worked to educate himself through multiple conversations with Jewish leaders. 
Well, quote from Nick Cannon goes, I want to assure my Jewish friends, new and old, that this is only the beginning of my education. I am committed to deeper connections, more profound learning, and strengthening the bond between our two cultures today and each day going forward. Hmm. Cannon has um, been in business with CBS since 1998. Uh, let's see. Damn, he really? has, yeah, well, you got to remember, he did all that, you know, toward the end of that run. Uh, then it was the Nick Cannon show which made Dave Chappelle say fuck Nick Cannon because <laughs> his kid liked Nick Cannon better because he was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and uh, Wild and Out has been on since 2005, which almost, like, it both does and doesn't seem real at the same time. Yeah, like, it, it's like, I, I feel old, but then it's not that long, but it still feels that way, you know? Yeah, so 98 to 2020 was last year when he was on that... um podcast where he was talking all that stuff with old boy from uh, mm-hmm. public and old boy formerly from public enemy who ain't really had public eye work like that since um <laughs> yeah great. and so yeah they fired him immediately right they caught wind of this it was like oh no you gotta go right and then uh like i said seven months later quote from the network uh in his rehiring statement says while we support ongoing education and dialogue and the fight against bigotry Oh, this was the this is the quote originally. Um, against bigotry, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism, and we are terminating that relationship because he did refuse to apologize, and he not only that was doubling down on avoiding it by saying, "I need to be owning Wilding Out because because <laughs> to him he made it all that it was." And let's see. There was not anything else in the company's statement that's most recent. Mm. It says that he met with Rabbi Abraham Cooper, who is the Simon Wiesenthal Center's associate dean, and Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, amongst others to understand the hurt he caused via the remarks that he made. Now, this is a story I was originally just kind of willing to blow off, but there, there is some measure of usefulness here, right? Which is, I want to make a parallel, right? I want to talk about Tim Hardaway briefly here, um, who back when John Amici came out in the NBA, was like, nah, no gay shit in my locker room. I ain't playing with no... He was just saying a bunch of foul, foul, foul shit. Double down on it. Lost his job at I think he was working at ESPN at the time. And ever since, I don't know if it was the conversation with Isaiah Thomas or what, but that man had a sea change of all sea changes because now he is like the LGBTQ like advocate. He goes hard as hell for LGBTQ issues. And what it, what it shows... It shows a few things, right? And a couple of these things kind of run disparate with each other, but I'm going to lay them all out anyway. It shows the power of a meaningful apology. Yeah. It shows that Black people, for all the shit that we take, seem to be the best at not only accepting the apologies of others, but of giving heartfelt apologies. And it shows that with those two things in mind, that we should be running more shit than what we do. Yeah. Right. Like if we can if we can model contrition and legit, you know, expression of remorse and growth. Remorse, yeah, exactly. That's the word. Like remorse 
over some harmful shit we didn't say to done to people, it shows that we we could slash should be in leadership positions, right? Because we look at, you know, again, we talked about the Democrats earlier and how, you know, they got people who have credible sexual assault cases up against them. They're still holding these powerful positions. We tend to take care of our own. And when we get called to task, right, all of a sudden it just seems like, oh, they being super harsh on Nick Cannon and not Papa John, who's still saying the N-word after 20 months. And it's like, maybe Nick Cannon wanted to be better, right? Like, he he doubled down on that shit in the moment. You know, Temples was hot and the block was kind of, you know, Temples was high, the block was hot. Yeah. But, you know, he sat down, he calmed down a little bit, stopped wilding out. <laughs> yeah, let that one hang. Um, and realized, oh shit, like I'm, I, I need to reel this in. Like I'm, I'm doing too much right now. I need to learn better. I'm fucking and up. that way when I learn better, I can actually do better. Now, how much of this apology belongs to me? None of it. Right. As a person who isn't Jewish and as a person who doesn't necessarily watch a lot of Nick Cannon programming, none of this apology belongs to me. None of this apology shifts the way in which I view the world, which is why I was originally sort of hesitant to even discuss it. But I think that there's good value in talking about apologies. And I think there's good value in talking about genuine you know, ones. Yeah. How do we how do we handle moving forward and how do we handle accountability? Because the the third arm of this triangle is of course cancel culture. Which you know, we say both is super real because people do get canceled and we say it's not real because niggas with enough with sufficient power don't seem to get canceled very much. But we saw Nick Cannon have a 22-year relationship with a network end. And I don't know if you remember a lot of the, the, the chatter around that situation, but I certainly do. And a lot of it was how fucked up it is. They treat a black man and oh, I re- listen, Jews ain't never did nothing for in all of yeah, it. Oh, tr- listen... <laughs> I had niggas in my mentions arguing me down about what Nick, but that Nick, what Nick said was, you know, all facts, no printer. You know, they just trying to come for a black man. You know, Jews is this and that and third. And remember, I tweeted this and I listened to that damn podcast in its entirety to see. I mean, I knew niggas was lying, but you know, I wanted it was one of the things where I want to see hear from my for myself just how stupid this shit is, and it was worse than I thought it was. So I remember, I definitely remember the discourse around when this shit happened. Please continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So we can say those things all we want to, but what happened at the end was that he actually modeled the kind of behavior we want to see out of people when it comes to being apologetic and offering to make good on their on on their apologies, right? And that's the that's the important step, right? It can't just be, oh, I'm sorry, I said I'm sorry, everything's good now, right? No, no, you still need some time down. Again, the block is still a little too hot around you. Right. But the time will come, right? You sit here and you be patient about it and and you accept your licks with, with a little bit of grace, a little bit of humility because you did some shit. You offended some people. You you stepped wrong toward a motherfucker. Yeah. And this is the price you got to pay. Some people are going to come back. Some people are never going to come back. Some people are going to look at the people who went back weird. Some people are going to look at people who, you know, said bad things about him in the moment. And all this other, There's going to be all sorts of flying stimuli in in response to this 
And to all of it, I just say, listen, if the company trusts him enough and the community of people he offended trust that company enough, that's good enough by me. Again, I take no ownership of this apology personally as a person who's not a Jew, as a person who doesn't really have much of a fanhood stake in the things that he does. Just for them to decide. And if they decide that what he did is enough, then that's fine by me. I don't need to run around reminding him of the wrong he did if the people he did the wrong to feel good about the right he's trying to make for it. And that's how I'm a, yeah. I mean, for, for me, uh, I, to piggyback off you a bit, like I can't, I can't accept an apology and change behavior um, for a community I'm not a part of, right? So like, like you said, whatever, you know, Jewish people, you know, feel of him and, you know, the company, that's on them. For me in the moment, I honestly just wasn't too surprised that Nick said that shit. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, no shade, but Nick been kind of an idiot for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, like, yeah, he, he, he's, like, that's not his first run in with some bozo shit, basically. Right, 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 right. And honestly, just because he grew from, you know, seems to have grown from this, doesn't necessarily mean he's grown from the other bozo shit, you know? Cause I mean, shit, I think when this first happened, shit, I had posted an article where just the year before, like he was, you know, on some, you know, Planned Parenthood is the, is the devil type shit. You know what I mean? So like, right. So right, so for me, it was just more of like, oh, Nick being a dumbass, more of the same. It was the, you know, like you were saying, like the discourse and the defense of him in the moment. And and honestly, still not. I remember when he first apologized and nigga and niggas was like, nigga, fuck you, Nick Cannon. What you apologize for? Uh, nigga, mm-hmm. man, he did some stupid shit, <laughs> some offensive shit, some some bigoted shit. Like, and why are we here? Speaking of which, why are we here? I want to say this. Um, there has been a lot of, you know, as we, I don't know, there's been a lot of anti-Asian um, sentiment. Um, honestly, since the inception of this country. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, maybe, like, within the past year, you know, with, you know, the virus and, you know, stuff like that, you know, and us, you know, having Trump's stupid ass as president, did he, like, make it, like, worse in the in the realm of recent, like, public eye? Yeah, because, you know, he's fucking dumbass. But anti-Asian sentiment and racism and bigotry has, like, been the inception of this country. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like... You know, I guess what I'm saying is like I guess Trump put a face to it and a reminder of how racist this country is towards Asian people, but it's always been there, right? Yeah. So like they they've uh, been writing laws keeping Chinese people out the country and then yeah amending yeah. those laws to say oh we'll let a hundred of them in out of the you know one million that's looking for solace or refuge or whatever in this country just opportunity in this country like these things have been in place for a long time, right? Yeah. Like. Man. You know, we talk we talk about the ways in which black people have been affected by the likes of Jim Crow and all, but we were we were here and we were affected by it. They were being told, nah, you can't come because we said so. Yeah. And shit, going over to they got down, going over to they damn porch and just blowing the shit up and shit. Like, like, but anyway, my what I'm getting at is 
during all this, um, during all this, you know, this past month or whatever, and again, these are, I'm just going to call a spade a spade and see how uh, a spade, like, I'm just going to call the thing a thing, a spade a spade and how I see it. Niggas did a lot of damn performing and grandstanding about how, you know, they don't have to care about, you know, um, anti, you know, Asian sentiment and stuff, or whatever, because peels, you know, people of color, you know, be anti-black and racist and don't be having solidarity with black people, which is all true. My thing with that is just know that these points that y'all are making about people of color also be applying to y'all black asses. Cause nigga, <laughs> just, just bringing it back to this Nick Cannon situation, nigga, when you niggas was up here saying that this man did no wrong and, you know, he was, you know, just telling the truth about white people, da, 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 you do realize that there were black Jewish people that was like, nah, damn, now nah, I caught astray from not only Nick Cannon talking about my faith and being a Jew, but also my own black people saying that what nothing that he said was wrong. So all I'm saying is, you niggas did a lot of grandstanding about solidarity, you know, when, you know, you know, the Asian, you know, certain, you know, black people within, you know, our community was trying to stand in solidarity with Asian people and this, that, and the third. And y'all was turning y'all nose up at them. And a lot of y'all wouldn't know what the hell solidarity would be if it hit you in the goddamn face. Amen to that. You know, I saw a lot of people talking about Latasha Harlins and my stance on that is this. There's been a time in your life since then that you have presented some level of bias toward Asian people, right? Whether it's that you assume they were yeah. automatically good at math or it's in you, the know, you felt persecuted, you know, by something or whatever, um, or, or you felt a way because, you know, somebody whose parents speak in English as their third language isn't the most understandable person to you or some shit. You, you harass these people. And you bring it up with Tasha Harlins as your defense for what's going on here and now. And it's like, dog, we we been had the moment. Like, we don't need to relitigate what happened to Latasha Harlins. All of us agreed it was fucked up. You know? And all of us agreed that this shooting spree was also fucked up. And all of us agreed that Donald Trump calling this shit the China virus and already prevailing anti, you know, Asian sentiments, just got exclamation points put on them instead of just periods at the end of their sentences because people felt empowered to go attack Asian people. Any Asian person they saw, just like after 9-11, people felt attacked to go, felt, you know, inspired to go attack any Muslim person they saw. Yeah. This country has been powered, unfortunately, by that measure of hatred since time immemorial. Yeah. We see people and we size them up in a way and then we do bad shit to them. You know, yeah, it's, it's Meg, uh, you know, Meg, what's his name? Uh, Emmett Till was taught to whistle as a coping mechanism for, you know, a disability he had. And then they said he whistled at a white woman and then they beat him up and then killed him, murdered him over that. Right. There's always been these ugly, ugly, ugly marks in history, people against people. But one thing we fucking don't get to do is we don't get to ignore what's happened in the 30 years since Latasha Harlins. And we don't get to ignore the fact that solidarity 
at the class level with, you know, Asian homies, with, you know, Latino folks, with, especially with indigenous folks, right? Like, either we band together and we start getting this work done together, we start this, this coalition building, or we can just forget about it. We can just pack it up and just go. Yeah. And like, this is my thing. I'm not saying just, you know, you know, ignore that, you know, Asian people or just any, you know, person of color, you know, exhibits anti-blackness or don't, you know, do, don't, I'm not saying ignore all that shit. What I'm saying is don't be on such a high horse about that shit because, and because, and I, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I listen again, how do I say this? Y'all be, I need y'all to have solidarity with other black people first before saying getting on such a high horse about lack of solidarity from others. That's all I'm saying. Cause Bianca brought up a good point. Cla- nigga, y'all niggas don't, y'all don't be having solidarity with black poor people. You don't be having solidarity with black working class people. You don't be having solidarity with black people with disabilities. You don't be having solidarity with people that are not from here. Shit. You know, I post about it frequently, but nigga, Haiti in a goddamn crisis right motherfucking now. Um, and has been for a very long time. We can't even get niggas to have solidarity about that. We can't get niggas to have solidarity. We, like motherfuckers, like niggas had solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Africa, um, you know, about ending SARS and Africon for maybe like a week and then started right back like the following week with diaspora wars again. Like what I'm saying is, Learn what solidarity is and actively do that shit, practice it and preach it before getting on the high horse about solidarity because all that shit y'all did was grandstanding. It wasn't about no goddamn solidarity. You just wanted to be racist towards Asian people. That's all that shit was. Yep. It was a it was a colonizer. Because honestly, at the end of the day, all this shit is white folks' fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a colonized, it was a colonized people. It was a colonized people taking out their frustrations that another colonized people has not always been the kindest to them. And by doing so, that colonized people, being black people, were taking the racism that they have been taught and conditioned. Um the anti-Asian hate that they, the Asian hate and the racism and the prejudice towards Asian people that they have learned and internalized from white supremacy. They use that as a, as a leapfrog to be like, oh, you know, that ain't none of my business. Cause you know, they don't really care about black issues. So let me be, let me join in this anti-racist, anti-Asian shit. That's what y'all niggas did. It wasn't about no goddamn solidarity. Yeah, they just wanted to, they wanted to prove a point that could have stayed in the draft, basically. And the way we're gonna wrap this up, we we're gonna we're gonna give y'all like a lot of HBCU fashions next week, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap the epics. We're coming up on an hour now. If not, I think we passed an hour actually. Yeah. Um, there was a young man at the gym who saw Brian Scalabrini just getting some shots up and decided to challenge him to a game of one-on-one, figuring Scalabrini was, you know, this trash, goofy, um oafish big man, backup big man who barely got any playing time for some teams in the NBA back, you know, probably about a decade ago. And so they have their little challenge and Scalabrini beats the dude 11 to nothing. And 
Scalabrini gives him this quote that goes, I'm closer to LeBron James than you are to me. And that shit just had me like, yo, that's hilarious, but that also applies in so many other contexts, right? You know, because you know, for everything we've talked about today, right? You are closer to your neighbor than you are to any of that shit that you're fighting for in terms of trying to defend the status quo or trying to use one topic to get off some anti-Semitic or anti-Asian or just some anti-Black sentiment. And you're trying to couch it in the disguise of, oh, well, I ain't like y'all, so I could get away with it. Nah. In the end, you just like us. You regular, just like us. You might aspire for, and you might even be particularly close to some some higher plane that you're going for. But that's the that's the one percent. There's 300 million people in this country alone. You ain't finna be like them. You finna be down here in the mud with us, like us, on some level. So stick to what you know. Get it done at the community level. It's all about we over me. Let's 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 tighten up the let's tighten up the paradigm because. All this high, all this highbrow, high level shit that people are shooting for, it ain't a service or nothing. It ain't gonna do nobody no good, just themselves as individuals. You know, like D one once wrapped, all these black millionaires, how many hoods benefited, dog? Like, yo, that's when we go, yo, that's real, like for real. Listen, you know, and we're gonna wrap up here, but just like <sighs> countering, trying to counter racism with rape. With more racism, gets nobody in gets no one nowhere. Yeah, trying to counter, <laughs> trying to fight capitalism with more capitalism gets nobody nowhere. Trying to fight all these isms and you know icks and you know all these problematic things with more problematic things just makes more problematic things. Yep. When the more mess, when, for, more mess for the best of us to clean up. Exactly, exactly. So I said, we say all that to say. I meant to say rest of us there, by the way. I think I said best because I was putting I mean, another phrase together. But yeah, no, it's more mess for the rest of us to clean up. Same, same, it still worked fine. But being so, be, look, be, do, do, be, do better by yourself and the person that's next to you and not the person that is not next to either of you yeah. That you aspire for and that you think you could be like. Yeah. Exactly. Start exactly. start seeing start seeing the people you next to with a little more esteem and a little better regard. And humanity. And like humanity. The, the work starts with seeing humanity in others. And then by that, by doing that, you start to see, oh, well, you start to see the humanity and you start to see that that people deserve better just by being human. We do we do we deserve a better world world than the capitalistic one that we that we live in, at least in the U.S., uh, we deserve a better world than a country who spends millions upon millions upon millions of dollars each year bombing other countries and stalling coups, coups in other countries, putting sanction on other countries, starving them to where to where that people was like, well, shit, I might as well come here because you don't destroy my country. I ain't got no other place to goddamn go. Like we deserve a world where we don't spend as much on the military because we are putting that money back into the country where we are, we are, you know, repairing and, you know, giving better infrastructure. We are giving people livable wages. We are giving people a world, you know, 
maybe not completely free of discrimination, but for goddamn sure tighter on it, well, you know, you want to be discriminatory? Okay, cool. Well, you got consequences for that shit. You know, yep. we deserve a world where people have not affordable health care, because honestly, that's an oxymoron, especially with the way insurance companies be doing. <laughs> um, we deserve just health care, because this country can damn sure more than afford it. Like, nigga, you, you ain't, you, you not finna play in my face and tell me that a country that spends trillions on trillions on goddamn planes that draw bombs that don't even fucking move. You ain't finna see and tell me that that same country can't afford to give its citizens health care and livable wages and a better overall improving quality of life. That's what you're not finna do. So do right by one another. Do right by yourself. Do right by the people that are beholden to you, that are accountable to you. And just people, just do better in general and see humanity in others the same way you want them to see humanity in you. And I feel like that is where we can end it. Indeed, we can. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, check out this uh, month's Bring It Bike. That's going to be coming up here to y'all, I believe, on the 3rd. So keep your ears ready for that. And again, yeah. the way you can do that is by going to flawlessnoisemedia.com, hitting that Become a Patron link, and then hitting that $5 level, get you most of the bonus content here behind the paywall. $10 gets you all of it. But pay to 5 you get a lot of bonus stuff from us because you like us, you love us, you like what we got going on here. And this network as a whole. So do yourself a favor. Check out more of these shows. And that's how you do the promo at the end of the show. <laughs> right. Dream Cutty Grandson. Let's go. Yeah. Baby.